0: Good evening, dear listeners, and welcome to Testify Here on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses, and I thank you so much for making the time to join us again this evening. I pray that um, you, have, uh, you are in the right place, whether you are at home, whether you are uh, traveling somewhere, whether you are at work, or whether you listen to um, this radio program as a podcast sometime in the future. I trust that God will bring you to listen to this program at the ordained time so that it may inspire you and motivate you to draw closer to him. For those of you that do not know what the program is about, Testify is a program where we invite um, individuals, anybody who's got a story to share, especially one where it is centered around Christ and what he has done in your life and just the absolute glory and grace of God, because you know, we are called to be witnesses for Christ. We are called to tell the world about God's unabounding love, and that's what this program is about. So this evening, um, I'll be doing a reflection, and it is called Songs of Testimony, and I'll tell you a bit about more about that after I start off with prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father God, we wish to thank you for the blessing of this day, for bringing us to this moment in time, that, Father, we may once again just hear what you have to say, and that you may speak into our hearts and our minds and our being. Father, may this time that we spend together be a new encounter with you. I pray, Father God, that everyone that's listening that their hearts and their minds may be opened to hear what you, Lord God, have um, to share with them through what is shared on this program. Father God, thank you also that you are sovereign and that you never forget us and that regardless of what we do, your grace is ever, ever present and ever available to all of us. Thank you, dear Lord, also for this radio station of FM, creating the platform, Lord, to spread your word, and to spread your love. We thank you, Lord, and we welcome you into our midst this evening. Amen. And so, yes, um, as I said, this evening's program is titled Songs of Testimony. Um, So how did this come about? Well, um, earlier this week, um, uh, we had a session at work. Uh, In actual fact, we've had three sessions uh, over the last three weeks, And the focus of the sessions has been about telling your story, how to tell your story um, and various aspects of telling your story. And so earlier this week, our facilitator started off uh, the morning session by asking us to share how we are feeling through the title of a song or through a verse in a song. And that led me to think as I was standing there, you know, in this group of about 20 people going around and I'm thinking, what am I going to say? How am I feeling at the moment? In actual fact, it was quite easy for me to reflect on the song um, that I was, uh, you know, wanted to share or the title of the song that I wanted to share and why at the moment, at that moment. But after a while, you know, as things were sort of mulling in my spirit, um, I thought, wow, If I look back at all the songs that have sort of meant things to me or or, or, or was related to defining moments in my life, what would that be? And uh, later on in the week, uh, we had a presentation to our business partners and I had to introduce myself as the new um, head of the department that I'm heading up now. And uh, in sharing my testimony also in preparation for that, Again, I was reminded of the facilitator's question about songs. How would you, um, you know, reflect in terms of or say that you're feeling today through a song? And that led me to this thought about sharing the songs, um, not all of them, but some key ones that has guided me um, through my life. And that's what I want to do this evening. And so I'm going to start off with a period in my life. Not the, i wasn't that young. Um, I was in my early twenties, I would say. Um, that's a song I'd like. This is the period I'd like to start off with in reflection. So I was right in my early twenties, and um, but this time I had my eldest daughter already. Um, I had been confirmed at the age of sixteen. And shortly after that, I fell pregnant. But that seed that was planted in me never, was, was, was always something, in terms of my faith, was always something that I'd held on to. But because I had gone wayward um, and I'd fallen pregnant, I was a bit sort of felt guilty and ashamed really also, and not quite sure about the path that my life was taking, But for several years after my confirmation, I was sort of in and out of church, more out than in. And I went a bit wayward and um, I was going through relationship after relationship and I was in a long term relationship at the time. And I was so frustrated because I knew that it was not a healthy space, but I was trying to sort of fend for myself, I was trying to take a stand in my life. And there was um, this movie at the time that came out and uh, it was called Independent Woman. (laughs) You know, at that time, I was still very much in clubs and partying with my girlfriends and, and friends. And sort of that was my lifestyle, my early 20s, early to mid 20s. And I was just so frustrated about the kind of guys I was meeting and I, I had the sense in my heart that, you know, I know God has got something someone in store for me. But I obviously at the time was looking in the wrong places and I was growing in my career and I was really making good money and I was living a relatively good life. By that time, I'd already split from um my um, the, the the relationship with the father of my eldest daughter and um, I was sort of popping along and as I said in and out of relationships and then I entered into a long-term relationship but knowing that this wasn't where I wanted to be was so frustrating um, and I didn't really know how to express myself or I felt captive in this relationship I didn't know how to get out and there was just things mulling in my spirit and constantly there was this feel and draw back to the church but I was also resisting that I was resisting it because of the choices i had made but this particular song I'm going to play now is a secular song but I want to play it because I want to reflect on the words of the song and so after yeah listen to it and then I'm going to share afterwards why with this song Um, still resonates with me uh, today, even though it's quite a secular song. And when you hear it, you'll see that there's quite a few things that's not right about it. But this song is called Independent Woman by Destiny's Child. Welcome back, dear listeners, you're listening to Testify on Eden FM. I'm Ingrid Carly-Moses. Now, yes, that song that I just played, uh, Independent Woman by Destiny's Child, is not the kind of song we normally play on this program. But as I said, the title of this program this evening is Songs of Testimony. And so that was definitely one of those songs in my sort of early mid-twenties, mid-twenties more, about that was just resonating with me. But I realized that even though I was trying to take a stand to say, you know that I'm an independent person, that what I've accomplished thus far was not because of um, or I was trying to break free from the relationship that I was in, because it was also a work-related relationship and and uh, you know, I just thought I need to take the stand because yes, the things that I have in my life, it's not because of you, this was another person, you know, in in the relationship that I was in, it's not because of you, it's because of my own abilities, my own doing, um, my hard work, and I can buy what I want to, and I can be who I want to, and spend it like I want to, because by that time, I, I did own my first house already, I bought my first house at the age of 22, so this was me standing prideful and very egotistical, trying to Fight the negative aspects of the relationship I was in, um, but what was wrong with it is there's a verse in that in that a line in that song that says um, the shoes on my feet I bought it, the house I live in I bought it because I depend on me if I want it, and that was the wrong thing. I depend on me, but it was my way of fighting against. Um, the hold this relationship had on me but I realized as I was trying to fight to break free from that relationship that it wasn't I couldn't depend on myself and I couldn't depend on the person that I was with at the time and that is where my spirit was in turmoil and I soon realized that this I needed to break free from this relationship and Slowly, slowly, I turned back to God again because also at this stage I was resisting God, not because of anything God had done, because of but because of the wayward lifestyle that I was leading at the time. But I realized that it's not because of me that I had all these things. It wasn't because just of my own effort, but because of the grace and the favor that God had on my life, and that I actually couldn't go ahead without God. And it was at this point. That I started making, after this realization, Um, I started making up my mind. And I just said, I need to get free from this relationship. But also how that happened is that my daughter at this time was already in primary school, just started primary school. And I knew that I needed to get my life in order. That I had a responsibility towards her to get my faith life in order because that seed that was planted in me during confirmation when I said yes to the Lord last week I shared about the sacrament of confirmation because my youngest daughter um, had a confirmation last year and last week excuse me and um, that's what I what I had reflected on in last week's program. So for me at that time that I'd said yes to my faith, um, I was already in a very vulnerable and volatile space because it was around about that time that I had made my confirmation that I'd fallen pregnant. And that was in grade 11. And um, I started going wayward after that. But that seed that was in me, that yes, that I myself had dedicated and uttered to the Lord, dedicating myself in utterance to the Lord, that seed was still in me. And it was in this, that seed, I firmly believe it was that seed. And because I had uttered the words, yes, to the Lord, that I would offer my life to Him, that was constantly nagging at my spirit about this unhealthy relationship that I was in. So though it took a couple of years, yeah, probably about seven, eight years it took. Um, you know, from that time that I sort of um, pulled away from the Lord, um, I realized that at that time, when my daughter was six six years old, going, um, starting school, primary school, I needed to get my life back on track. And so when I moved into um, my house, In Summer Greens at the time in Cape Town, um, I went looking for a church. And everybody directed me to the church in Milneton. And I tried to find this church, but there was, I don't know, I just could not get this church. Directions, everything. That time I wasn't using a GPS, by the way. So I just couldn't find this church. And then um, I looked up and I saw there was another church in Bordeser. And that's then where I took my family, the one Sunday. And as I walked through those doors into the body of the church, I absolutely just felt the Holy Spirit just descend upon me from my head, right down my body, into my toes. I just stood there, overwhelmed by the presence of the Holy Spirit coming onto me. It was like welcoming me home. And I decided then, That this has to stop. And I was going to recommit my life to the Lord. It wasn't easy, it took a while stall, but it was in me stepping forward and saying, and knowing that I needed to take up my responsibility as a parent to to grow my child um, in her faith to be an example to her of what it means to have a strong faith and a reliance on God, that my life started changing again, because I had once again said yes to the Lord. And so we started attending that church, and um, my daughter uh, went to school in the area, in 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 Bordesug, and um, I then enrolled in catechism classes. And it wasn't long after that, when I was approached about a year after we were attending the church, And uh, the catechetical coordinator asked me to become a catechist. And I said, "Me, a catechist. I mean, I had sinned. How can I be worthy of stepping into a role like this to minister to others? And it was at this point that once again, I had an encounter with the Lord. And the Lord spoke into my heart where he said, it's not about what you did, but it's about what I can do for you and with you and through you. And that is when there was a song that came into my spirit and led me back into ministry uh, in the church, or led me into ministry, not back, into ministry, into church, uh, through the invitation of this lady uh, at our church asking me to step in as a catechist and me not thinking that I was worthy she took me under wing and she mentored me and I'm ever grateful up to this day for Pat Cook for having confidence in me and saying to me that it's not about what you've done but it's about who God is and that being affirmed in my life once again when I said yes to the Lord And the song that resonated with me then at that time is a song called or a hymn called Here I Am Lord and that's the song I'm going to play now, Here I Am Lord by the choir and orchestra of St. Lillian's and it was a time where I rededicated my life to the Lord and so I hope that you too are inspired by it.
1: the Lord of sea and sky. I have heard my people cry. Oh, who dwell
0: listeners, you're listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses, and this evening I'm sharing with you a testimony of my life uh, through a series of songs. And so the program's title this evening is Songs of Testimony. So yes, here I was now, rededicated my life to the Lord um, through saying to him, Lord, I commit my life to you. And I started teaching catechism. Also at this stage, I was in a situation where I was still in this relationship. I hadn't broken off this relationship yet, but I knew that it wasn't right. And I needed to get the courage to do that. And um, slowly, slowly, um, through me getting into ministry, Telling the Lord that yes, I wanted him to use me. God started working in my heart. And I got to a point where I had the courage to break off that relationship. It took me a year. A year, if not just little, but over a year. To end off that relationship that I was in for almost eight years. Just short of eight years. Um, and... As I was praying and asking God for strength and to give me the courage, you know, I stood, I, I stood also in faith that I knew God would send the right person to me. Because it was either me saying yes to this relationship and settling for what it had to offer, even though I knew it wasn't a, a healthy relationship. And so I broke off the relationship. Oh, God gave me the courage to do so. I didn't just do it. It wasn't easy. And um, continued then um, on my faith journey. And then again, I was out there dating. And I thought, Lord, is this all that there is? I mean, some of the guys that I encountered was like, oh my word. I just couldn't believe that that was the caliber of, um, you know, men that was available. So no, I didn't just meet Mr. Wright. Um. uh there was uh, one or two still after that, Um, you know, that I ended up in a relationship with. But again, it was just so clear that it, that it just, it wasn't right. And I just needed to continue to have uh, or, or keep my faith and trust that God would send the right person. It was at this stage then that I said, Lord, I've got this yearning, this yearning, Lord, to be a wife, I've got this yearning, Lord, to 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 grow my family and to serve you through marriage and through family. Um, please, Lord, send the right person. And Lord, if what this desire that I have in my heart is not from you, then please take it away, Lord. And I will be satisfied with being single. I will be satisfied, Lord, to serve you as. A single woman, Lord, in service and dedication to you, but this this desire that I had in my heart was so strong that I knew that God was going to send me someone, and I just needed to be patient. And it was in one Sunday in that very same church that God had called me into, about also about six seven years prior, that I went on my knees the one Sunday, and I was. So down, cost. so down. And I pray to the Lord that prayer saying, God, please take away this desire from our heart. If there is no one, if this desire is not from you, um, but if it is, Lord, please send me the right person, Father. And I trust you to guide me, prepare my heart, prepare my being for whomever it is that you will send my way. And let me know without a doubt, Lord, make it really clear to me that this is the person that you want me to have a marriage union with and prepare that person's heart. I remember journaling about it as well at the time. And again, God came through almost instantly. It was if that same week, if not a week or two later, um, but it was in a very short time. It was within in a month, in a week or two, within that same month, that I was invited to um, a fundraising event, Uh, a dance, because I love dancing. Um, And um, that was where I met my husband. But that's a story for another time. In actual fact, Rodney and I had shared that story already um, on Testify before. And I think maybe again, one day, we will share it uh, again with you, dear listeners. But it was at this stage um, that I met Rodney, my my husband, my current husband, my husband. (laughs) I only had one. Um, And uh, through our courting and, uh, you know, starting to, uh, yeah, just discern whether it is meant to be a marriage. uh, If we are meant to um, um, enter into marriage. Um, A lot of prayer went into that as well uh, because it wasn't that easy. Rodney was divorced and uh, we had to go through a process within the church. Me being Catholic and obviously not um, allowed uh, to marry divorce. We don't acknowledge uh, a divorcee. We don't acknowledge uh, divorce and we had to go through a process at the time. But we didn't just go through the process. Rodney at the time also uh, decided to convert uh, to be Catholic and so part of that journey in the two and a years that we were uh, courting was him converting and us going through this process and so the song then that I want to share next is our winning song and this song is at the core that holds us together and this song is called By Design.
1: Before you walked into my life Baby, I was lost I never dreamed that fate had planned a time
0: Welcome back, dear listeners. Yes, that was by design, and it says our love was meant to be destiny. So, and we certainly believe that destiny through the grace of God, destiny because um, God was 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 in it, certainly for me right from the beginning. And so, Rodney and I started our married life in Cape Town. We moved into our house in Goodwood. And uh, we expanded our family. Sarah Joy was born then. That's our youngest daughter, the one that did our confirmation two weeks ago. Um, and we were going along, you know, yes, up and down in in um, our marriage. It wasn't all plain sailing. We were trying to navigate our life uh, through the fact that Rodney also had a daughter from a previous marriage, from his first marriage. Um I had extended family that was living with me. My brother was looking after at the time. My mom wasn't with us then. So it was quite a journey. And I'm raising teenagers. and um, But things just wasn't right. And we got to a point in our marriage where uh, we started dis- reflecting and discerning. Both of us were serving in various ministries in church and t- together as well. And I got to a point where it was just something's not right. Our marriage wasn't in a very healthy space, also at the time. Things just weren't settling for you know for him in his career. I was frustrated in my career, and we started praying about this and asking God, do we now, Lord, stay in Cape Town? Do we leave Cape Town? What do we do? And I started applying for jobs in Johannesburg, in Durban, in other places, and then a friend of mine said, why don't you come to George? I was like, George? George is a holiday town. We go there to visit family and friends. Why would we go there to for the next stage of our life? Especially, you know, me just having studied, busy with my MBA, why would I go to George? You want to go to one of the cities where, you know, there's things happening and, Career progression and so forth. Again, we went into a period of prayer and uh, conversation and us in the household. And it got to a point where we just felt the Lord calling us. And again, I don't know, things happen in space of a month or a year or eight years, seven, eight years. That's sort of the, the period cycles in my life. And again, within a space of a year, um, Things that happened, my mom had broken a hip. I had to put my studies on hold and things were just in such disarray in our household. And um, after my friend said that, why don't you, why don't we consider George? Um, we decided to go and explore. That's myself, my husband, our youngest daughter and uh, my mom, whom I was now taking care of at that time, went to explore. We said, OK, let's go down to George and let's go and look at the the town. And uh, prayerfully ask God whether this is where He wants us to be. And so each of us went to our into a sort of period of prayer and together as family as well. And so when we went there, um end of December, last week of December, uh, first week of January, we felt this strong yes that God there, there was was calling us then. There was a number of things that just confirmed and affirmed it. And the song or the hymn that was um, our guide, that was so very strong in our presence and in our spirit at at that time, was the song. And it is, Lord, you have come to the lakeside by pier to show me.
1: Lord, you have come to the lakeside, seeking neither wealthy nor wise folk.
0: Welcome back to listeners. You're listening to testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. So, yes, I'm reflecting this evening and sharing a testimony um, with you. And I'm calling it Songs of Testimony, um, which is just a, a, a series of songs that have guided me um, through different seasons in my life thus far. And so that song was, Lord, you have come to the lakeside. And so, yes, we weren't sure what God was calling us to do. It meant selling our house in Cape Town. Very not sad. I wasn't sad. It was just, wow, you know, gotten to this point. um, But God, it's yours. And so if we have to let go, we have to let go. It wasn't easy initially, but I knew it needed to be done. And so we sold the house in Cape Town and we moved to George thinking, God's got something in store for us. We're going to start our ministry. That's when we started Testify. We moved in July, and um, God just led us down this journey. And in November, uh, we started in November 2014, we started um, Testify. 2014, 2016, oh my word, it's so long ago. (laughs) It's so long ago. It was 2014, that's for sure. Yes, it was 2014. November 2014, um, 15th of November, we broadcast the first episode of Testify on Eden FM. And here we are today still. But in that season, even though we were continued our ministry in the church, and uh, we had this ministry of this radio program, a lot of things came out. That unease that I was feeling in whilst we were living in Cape Town and not being able to put my finger on it. God started just um, peeling away all the blindness like an onion, layer by layer by layer. Every week when we did a program, it was like a new revelation. Every time we were serving in the community, it was a new revelation, new thing that God was doing in our heart. And it got to a point where it was just, God, I know something's not right. What is it, Lord? Please, Lord. This was my prayer in that time. And then it came to a point where it was revealed. And it was such deep sin, such deep challenges in our marriage. But it was coming from both my side and Rodney's side. Things that we needed to let go of. Things that we needed to hand over to the Lord that stemmed from our childhood already. And that had manifested itself in various habits, experiences, and sin in our life as individuals and in our married life. And God had to peel away all of that for us to be able to see the truth. And I've never gone through such a dark period as I went through in that first two years in George. But God had to do that. He had called us. He had called us to the lakeside. He had called us into the space to serve him. But in order to serve him, we needed to get purified. We needed to deal with those things that was holding us captive those things that was stemming from childhood experiences um, and that have shaped us and shaped our habits and what we had become blindingly in certain areas of our life. And so as God was peeling away all those layers of darkness in our life and revealing the truth, it was so hard, dear listener, so hard. But I knew that the only way that I was going to survive was to hold on to the Lord. If you ask me now how I got through it, and I tell you part of my testimony, and I always say, by the grace of God. That was the only way I got through that point in my life. And what allowed me, not allowed, what enabled me to be able to experience God's grace over and over through all the tears, through all the heartbreak through all the sorrow I was going through, was the fact that I held on to God's word and I prayed. And I prayed the rosary, prayed to St. Michael, I prayed the scriptures, um, I went into a deeper um, spiritual life. When we had retreats, I would be one of the first ones there. I knew I had to hold on to the Lord. And those close to us, intimately close friends and family, asked me, and often still ask me, when they know the depth of the story, how, why did I choose to stay in this marriage? And my truth is that I knew that we were put together for God's glory. That my husband and I were brought together for God's glory. Not my glory, not his glory, but God's glory. And if I look back at that song, that was our wedding song by design. I held on to that, knowing that God had put us together. And that I needed to trust in him even in the darkest time of my life. And one of the songs that also resonated with me at that time through prayer and through reading scripture, was The Prayer by Celine Dion and Andrea Porcheri. Back to your listeners, you're listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. So this evening I'm doing a reflection, or actually, I'm sharing my testimony, but I'm sharing it through a series of songs. And so this evening's program is called Songs of Testimony. And so, yes, that was the prayer by Celine Dion and Andrea Bocelli. So this was the song or at least one of the songs in that season in my life that carried me through, because prayer was at the center of getting me through that very dark time in my marriage and in my life. And so it took us probably another three years after that to just hang on, hang on. It was a hang on period. We were intimately affected, not just myself and my husband, but those around us, by the truth that was revealed. The truth of deep, dark sin in our own lives and in our marriage that had to be brought to light and that we had to be held accountable for. And um, just getting back to God, getting back to him, holding on to him, holding on to His sovereign promises as reflected in his holy word, holding on, knowing that God had a plan for us as individuals and a plan for our marriage. And yes, just like Jeremiah 29 um, says that we that hold it's not God has a plan for us, but we have to declare our sins, we have to declare the wrong in our life, and that was. An important Bible verse for me at the time. Not the fact that I know that God has plans for me. I knew that. But that that promise could only be evoked. If I let go of the sin in my life. If I stand up for the truth in my marriage. And I had to hold Rodney accountable for the things that was done. Um, And even myself. And when I transgressed again, I had to say I'm sorry. And that was how we got that through that period. And then we slowly started coming, you know, drawing back to each other again and repairing our individual wounds through counseling and uh, getting strong people around us to mentor us, spiritually mentor us as well. Um, and we, start, we, we, we got to a point where we just started getting back into a healthy state of being as individuals and in our relationship and uh, work-wise things were upside down there was turmoil Rodney could not find work I was the sole breadwinner and we got to a point then where I just was tugging in my heart again was because I was unhappy in my job and um, I felt God calling me to go into uh, consulting to start my own business and I decided to follow God's calling and just as I'd given up my full-time job through all, we're now in a much better space, come out of the season of turmoil, trusting God once again, gave up all handed in my resignation. And February 2020 was my resignation month. And what happens? First of March, I was starting my own consulting business. And two weeks later, COVID was announced. And everything comes to a standstill. So our marriage is in a healthier space. As individuals, we're in a healthier space. We were looking to transition our finances into a better space. But then this happens. COVID hits us. And now I'm without a secure salary. And I now have to trust in the Lord once again. Knowing that God is my provider, I just stood firm in my faith. Just said, God, this is in your hands. I trusted I've, prom- I've, I've followed your calling. I've trusted I've followed your prompting. But God, here's the season. What now? Once again, just had to trust in the Lord. Through scriptures, I was, I was led to Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd. Um, a piece of scripture and prayer, as we know, it's a prayer that I hadn't spent much time on in recent years. And I was drawn back to Psalm 23. So, for the year and a half, almost two years, going through COVID, going through severe financial difficulty, I had to sell my car. We had to start selling things out of our house to just get money for electricity, to just put food on the table. Extended family and friends had to help us out financially. But I held on to Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And sort of coming to a point in this year and a half of COVID, um, by this time now, we're looking into last year, 2021. And um, started putting my CV back in the market again because I had to. Even though I had done some projects, I had done some studies, um, I had worked intermittently over that period of time, um, there was a need for me to to uh, actually get a more secure um, income. And so I put my CV out in the market again. Still holding on to Psalm 23, I came across this song, which is based on Psalm 23. And I hope it inspires you you as well. And the song is called Shall Not Want by Elevation Worship and Maverick City. Will you be my light
2: when I cannot see? And when I can't take another step, Lord, will you carry me? And when I've lost my fight, will you be my strength? Will you set me a table in the presence of my enemies? I shall not want. I shall not want. Oh, my soul's got a shepherd in the valley, and I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not want Cause my car's running over, running over And I shall not want And I will lift my eyes To where my help comes from And I won't be afraid of the shadow Cause I've seen the sun No, I will not stop When the Cause the green only grows in the valley, and that's where you are. Say, I shall not walk. No, no, I shall not walk. Hey, no, my soul's gotta.
0: Welcome back to listeners, you're listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses, and this evening I'm sharing with you my testimony through a series of songs um, that has inspired me, that has um, anchored me, that has guided me over different seasons in my life. And so that was Shall Not Want by Elevation Worship and Maverick City, and it is based on Psalm 23 which then became um, an anchor scripture in my life during the COVID season. And uh, as I said, I put my, my CV out in the market, and um, I was led then <laughs> to be interviewed for a job in Cape Town. I tried as best as I could to find work in George, um, because that's where my family and I wanted to stay. We did not feel that our time in George was up yet. We wanted to stay there. and um, But nothing was coming. And so I had to send my CV broader. Um, but I, again, didn't feel that I was being called, not called. I just didn't feel like anywhere else but Cape Town. It was either George or Cape Town. I didn't look Johannesburg I didn't look over well there was a time that I initially did consider overseas um but it just didn't didn't settle in my spirit so I then started looking for after I couldn't find after months of looking in and I couldn't find um I thought let me look in Cape Town because that was the only place that felt right in my spirit uh to then look for work also um our youngest daughter was in grade 10 last year, so obviously that was a huge consideration. Our family was settled in George. We didn't want to move. Um, but the only place that felt comfortable or an alternative was Cape Town. And then I started sending, looking for 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 jobs in Cape Town, and I started sending my CV um, for potential opportunities. And it wasn't long. Oh my word, again, <laughs> you know. God's time is God's time. And it is unbelievable. And if we just trust anything, in in all things, um, it will, God will show us his promises. Sometimes it takes years. Because there's things that need to happen. Because we aren't ready. And sometimes it is like in an instant. It's in a week. It's in a month. It's in a year. It's in seven years. It's eight years. during this whole testimony, you would have heard me saying time periods. It was as short as a week or two, or it was as long as seven or eight years. Um, but in this instance, it was again um, a period of probably two months, I would say, um, of looking and 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 for for, for possibilities for work in Cape Town. And um, God led me once again do two jobs. No, one was a direct, no, three jobs, one was a direct, no, the other one was, um, yes, we've considered it, um, and you have been considered, but we, unfortunately, don't meet the profile of the kind of person we're looking for in age, uh, because of, uh, well, it wasn't really age, I just felt that that was it, because it was a young, vibey organization, and I was okay with that, and then the other one, it was a yes thank you and yes and we invite you to an interview and you're definitely a good candidate and then I had to wait again I was told that um that I would get an answer I think it was by the end of July that didn't happen and into August I was just calm about it I knew God God had this this song shall not want was just in my spirit I was listening to it daily um and God opened the door and I was offered the position again through prayerful free, free consideration as we've been doing all, the, all along. Um, my family and I made the decision said, yes, okay, I should take the job. And I started commuting between Cape Town and George. So I took the job and every weekend, second weekend, and actually fact that, that time was every weekend I was traveling between Cape Town and George. But that started taking its toll on me. And there was other things happening in the background with regards to also um, our lease had come to an end and the agents were not willing to um, uh, renew the lease. And so now we needed to make decisions about do we stay in George or do we move back to Cape Town? Yeah. a really tough time. It was tough for each of us in our household because for different reasons we wanted to stay in George not willing to move to Cape Town. As I said also. Um, main reason was probably. The fact that our youngest daughter. Was in grade 10. And going into grade 11. And obviously the trajectory was. That she finished high school in George. But. God showed us. That that's not where he wanted us to stay. That our time is not his time. Our way is not his way. And we had to submit to him. And. I was drawn again back to a song and this song is, is sort of my anchor spiritual song that always God reminds me of who he is and his grace and his mercy is sovereign above all. And this song is How Great Thy Art and the version I'm about to play is a local version by Luis Obalo, featuring Don Moen.
1: When I, in awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands hath made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunders, thy power throughout the universe display. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art! How great thou art! Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee.
0: How Welcome back great to your listeners. Heart. You're listening to testify on Eden your voice in paradise. I'm Ingrid Carly-Moses, and this evening I'm sharing my testimony through a series of songs that has carried me, or or been of significance to me, um, in different seasons in my life. And that song was How Great Thou Art by Luis O'Barlow, featuring Don Moen. And that is a song that is so deeply entrenched in my heart. I said to my family, if anything, when I pass, that is the one hymn. That you will play at my funeral. Because that is truly who God is for me. He is sovereign above all. And regardless of what I'm going through. Whether I'm joyful. Whether I'm sorrowful. Whether I'm anxious or worried or concerned. Or for myself or for others. That is the song that just anchors my soul. How great thou art. And I can never listen to that song. Without being tearful. Without this deep sense of just who God is in my life and I hope dear listeners that it, is ha- that it has some significant meaning to you as well or at least that it has also uh, done that for you to remind you of the sovereignty of God and so yes now I'm this, um, in this season we have since moved from George to Cape Town um, in April this year We have settled back into Cape Town. Natural facts, God again, after looking for accommodation here in many, many areas in Cape Town and application of the application for for, for rental, God opened up the door um, for us to uh, be accepted for a um, place in kensington which is my home area i was born in this area 49 years ago so god called us home home to my place of birth home to uh, being in the center of the area where most of my family lives Um, just around the corner from my aunt uh, you know just walking distance away from uh, my cousin's Uh, My other aunt, uh, the close people in our family um, and two of the young boys that Rodney and I had looked after in the time that we we were here in Cape Town. They were teenagers and we'd taken them in. We looked after them for two years. We call them our foster foster boys. Um, We just down the road from them as well. And just once again, God has shown us trust and obey for there's no other way. If we trust God and we obey His desire for us, um, that He will work all things out for good. And so that's where we, where I find myself at the moment, in a job that I absolutely love, serving God. Uh, it's a Christ-centered organization, a Christian-based organization. That's what I asked for, a place where we stay. We've got an intimate relationship, or close, not intimate, a close relationship with the landlord, something that I asked for as well. Um, it's a good relationship. We are happy where we staying. Our daughter is in a good school. She struggled a bit um, and still sort of trying to find her feet, but she's getting there. She's doing so well. My mom is close to, to her, her siblings once again. So everything God has shown us, even through all that resistance just trusting in him that he's got our back and that he will never forsake us. And so I hold on to God's promises. So as I end off this program, dear listeners, I want to end it off through um, this last song. And I want this song to be a prayer to close off the program with. A prayer for you, listening um, and knowing that God's promise is not just for selected individuals but for everyone and I hope that the song blesses you like all the other songs this evening that I've played blesses you and helps you to realize that there is a blessing over your life and yet regardless of what um, season you're finding yourself in at the moment that God has got you. And so I end of the program this evening with this song and I lift it up as a prayer, saying, God, that as the words of this song goes out on the airwaves and, and is played on the podcast for whomever may listen to it in future, that you bless the listener, dear Lord. Bless them, Lord, bless them, Lord, knowing that you are close. That you are their friend and that you will never let them go, and that the blessing is not only for them but for their loved ones, and that that blessing and promise that you give them, Lord, will transcend through the generations. And so I say good night, dear listeners, until we meet again next time. And may the sovereignty of the song, the words of the song, remind you of the sovereignty of God. And it is called. What a friend we have in Jesus. And it's mixed in melody with The Blessing by ATG Worship. May you be blessed, dear listeners. And God be with you until we meet again next time. Good night.